afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. and 
text box says, I need it. I need a rescue. My sin was heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I need a shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen. I was broken. You were my
Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine, you shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of my fortress. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. So when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet. Why don't you just lift your voice and declare he is worthy today. Lord, we give you praise for you are worthy in this house. You go before us, God. You, nothing can stand against your power, God. Jesus, we worship you. Come on, that's it, church. Why don't you just for a few more moments just entertain his presence that's here. Just push into his presence that's in this place. God, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The presence of the Lord is here already. And as that song says, if you've got something and you don't know what to do with it, give it over to Jesus. The battle belongs to Him. You don't got to carry it by yourself. So many times in the Word of God, God said, the battle is mine. You don't get to fight. You don't get to do it in your own strength. You got to just trust me. And I know today there are people that have come here. You've got a situation. You've got a care. You've got something in life that's not going the way it should. How many would say, Pastor Steve, that's me? I just want to tell you today, the battle's not yours. It's not yours to fight. All you got to do is you got to give it to him. And when you give it to him, he will show up and he will meet you. He will answer. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing that course a, a time or two. I just want you to take your situation. I want you to take your trouble, your trial, your test, and I want you to lift it up with hands lifted high, the song says. And you're going to give it to him. Will you do that today? Will you just turn it over to Jesus? Give him your trouble. Give him your trial. And let him take care of it. He will do a way better job than you ever would have thought. The battle belongs to him. 
fortress. He's your mighty you fortress. Yes. Nothing can stand. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing can stand. You shine in the shadow. Yes, Lord God. You win every battle. Thank you, Jesus. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power. Sunday morning. It's great to have our youth down setting in the front today. Uh, this is our youth weekend. We do this once a year, and we're excited that we get to do this. Uh, we've got a great speaker. We had a powerful service on Friday night. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a moment, but I'm expecting God to show up in a great way today. I don't know what you've come expecting, but today I've come expecting God to show up. I've come expecting if you've got a need, you're going to go home without that need. God's going to meet it. If you need the power of God's spirit living in your soul, God will fill you today with his spirit. I believe that. If you need to be delivered or set free from something, I believe you can be set free and delivered today. Welcome to Youth Weekend. Welcome to Elevate. We welcome all of our guests. I, I know there's some people in the room that I have never met before. I'm just saying officially, welcome to Life Church. We're glad you're here. If you're a first-time guest or a returning guest, we welcome you. Amen? Let's, let's give a big round of applause for all of our guests that are joining us at Life Church today. If you got a Connect card on the way in, go ahead and fill it out. And as you leave, stop by the Connection Hub and turn it in. We've got a gift for you we'd like to send you off with, and uh, we're just going to stay connected to you a little bit. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to sell your information. We're just going to connect with you and kind of see if we can help you do this God thing. 
Amen? That's what my job is to do, to help all of us get from here to there. Amen. Greet one another around you. Welcome them to Life Church. Let them know how good they're looking this Sunday morning. And then you may find your seats. If you are a first-time guest, I have a little challenge for you. We call it our Connect Challenge. Um, here's, here's our challenge. Um, every Sunday we gather together, it's always a little different. So if you enjoy what you are, are going to experience, are experiencing in this service, we're challenging you. Come four times in a row, four Sundays in a row, and then make the decision if this is the church for you. It's the Connect Four Challenge, and uh, many people over this last year have taken that challenge, and they're a part of our family, the Life Church family now, and we are so grateful. Uh, we've got a guest speaker, as I've mentioned, because it's our youth weekend, uh, Mike McGurk. He's here on the front row. He's from Annapolis, Maryland. Um, he's in his young 30s, somewhere along there. Uh, a dad, a husband. Um, we met when he was single. We met in Estonia, of all places, and uh, we got connected then, and we've been connected since that time. I think you were still 19 years old, I believe, at that time. Uh, so he's grown up now, and, and he's now mature, and uh, no, I mean, he, was, he was pretty mature at 19, but uh, we believe God's going to use him today in a powerful way. Uh, he ministered in a great way on su- uh, Friday night. Um, he's a, um, he was a youth pastor. He's no longer a youth pastor. He is now a church planter. If you guys know where Washington, D.C. is, he's planning a church uh, just on the outskirts of Washington, D.C., and uh, he's a part of uh, Campus Ministry International as a coordinator. Uh, He's a dynamic speaker. He's an author. He's got a couple of books here with him today. Um, This book is written um, by Mike McGurk, The Conquered Campus. I've not read this book yet, but I'll just tell you. It'll be a, a book that will challenge you. It's about how to reach people in, you know, the academic world. And so it might not apply to all of you, but for some of you, it would be a good read. There's principles in this book that will help you. Hopefully, Brother Mike, you can kind of mention that as you start today. You can give a better description of what's in this book. But it's $25. If you'd like to purchase a copy, you can bring cash or you can go by the Interact machine and and take out $25, bring the receipt to the lady at the Connection Hub, and we will keep your receipt, and we'll write book on it, so we know that that $25 was for the book, and then we'll make sure he gets his money at the end of the day, so um, be a part of that, bless him, bless his ministry. Uh, Because it's Youth Weekend, we're doing a Sunday night service, Uh, we don't do them every week, but this Sunday, today, someone say today, 6.30 p.m., there's church. And so we're excited about that. We don't do it every single Sunday, but we do them occasionally. This is one of them. And I challenge you, come back. And don't just come alone. Find someone who's got a need in their life. Bring them with you. And I believe God will meet them at the point of their need. So tonight, uh, don't sit at home. Don't waste time. Be in church. Some of you are laughing. 
Because you know what it's like. I know what it's like on a Sunday afternoon. I go get my lazy boy and I chill. Well, I might get 20 minutes of my lazy boy this afternoon, but I'm going to be in church. And I'm challenging you to do the same. All right. A couple more things and I'm going to get out of the way here. First of all, youth, um, you guys, whoever's coming, they gave away a bunch of gifts at the Friday night event. They had so many gifts. They're going to do a couple draws for our youth that are here. uh, And they got some more great gifts. I think they had about $2,500 worth of free stuff from businesses in the area. So these guys worked overtime to have some great prizes for our youth. Some of you guys are going to go home with some good stuff, okay? You guys ready? All right. have some our best prizes so the youth team decided that we were going to save our best prizes for home court advantage people who go actually go to life church <laughs> so we have our most expensive gifts the ones that took the hardest to actually obtain so the first one the first winner is savannah and your gift fifty dollars at sport check fifty dollars at sports check come on now Once he finds it. I'll do the next one while he finds it. The next winner is Leanna. Leanna. $25 at Boston Pizza. Come on now. How about some Boston Pizza? The The next winner is Mariah. There she is. Two activate passes. $60 completely covered. You walk in, you show it to them, and you're good. Activate. The next winner is Falarin. Come on now. $50 at Kelsey's. Kelsey's. You're going to eat at Kelsey's, bud. And we'll do one more. Nico. You actually have just won the most expensive prize, the Lego set. The Lego set. It is worth almost $400. Wow. Show that camera guy right there. Show the camera guy. (laughs) All right. And I believe there's some more prizes happening tonight. So young people between 11 and 20, come back tonight. You're going to get, will the people that are in the drawing this morning be put back in the drawing tonight? No. Uh, Well, whatever. I'll let the team figure out that. Um this week don't forget Wednesday nights a Bible study community group 
Uh, we're working through the book of Colossians and what a great book that is. If you don't know how to be a part of Bible study, stop by. What did I say? Colossians. Who's teaching this stuff anyhow? <laughs> First Corinthians. What a great book that is, right? <laughs> We're just getting started, okay? We're just getting started. If you haven't been a part of it, you need to be a part of it. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Wednesday night, 7.30. And then uh, one more thing. If you would like to give today, of course, there's many ways to give at Life Church. Uh, you can give an e-transfer uh, to give at lifechurch.ca. There's an interact machine in the lobby. You can go out there and you can tap your card and give that way put your receipt in an envelope and put it in the office door. There's a, the staff office, there's a box there to collect the um, offerings. If you want to use the Tithely app, you can give that way. We're just trying to make it easy. I was telling Brother Mike before service, we have not passed a plate at Life Church since March of 2020. Isn't that amazing? We don't even hardly even mention it anymore. We're mentioning it today because it's supposed to happen at the end of service and God shows up and we, it doesn't get mentioned. And people have been asking, how do we do this? How do we give? So I'm telling you today, a couple ways to give. And if you have cash, who carries cash anymore? A few people. Okay. There's a, if you have cash, there's envelopes there at the Interact Machine. You can give that way as well. Thank you so much being, for being faithful with your giving. Um, God is blessing Life Church financially. Um, we, are, we have not missed a beat since we stopped taking up physical offerings on a Sunday morning. Because God is good. Amen. We're going to stand together before the team comes back. We're going to pray. Um, there are some specific needs we're going to pray for today. I got a text from Annette Nell today. Her and Vinot are not feeling well. The flu bug has hit their home. Uh, we're going to pray for them today. I believe they're watching online. Uh, Robert's mother, Jackie, we're going to pray that God would touch her. She's got a surgery coming up currently in the hospital. Uh, we're going to pray that God would minister. Sister Beverly Woodward, our dear friend, uh, Raymond Woodward's wife, uh, she has had a diagnosis of cancer. We're praying with the Woodward family in that church that God would touch Sister Beverly. And then one of our local pastors, Pastor Akil Thompson, um, he's in the hospital this weekend. We're going to pray that God would touch his body and give him a complete healing. Amen. So let's just lift up these names before God, before the team goes back. And, and I believe that God's going to show up today. Jesus, God, we lift up these needs before you, God. You see each one. You know every circumstance. I pray right now that you would touch Vinat and Annette, God, in the name of Jesus. Touch their bodies. Lord, let healing come in the name of the Lord. We thank you for ministering to them right now in Jesus' name. Sister Beverly Woodward, God, today, touch her body, God. I pray against this cancerous tumor in her body. I pray it would dissipate, that it would leave, that it would disappear in her body in the name of Jesus. God, we're binding together with that church, God, and we're believing you for a miracle. For Pastor Akil today, God, touch his body. Minister to him, God. You know the need. You know the circumstance, God. I pray that you would minister healing virtue right now in Jesus' name. God, for Jackie McMullen today, God, as she's in the hospital, touch her, God. Minister to her. And God, I pray for the remainder of this service, God, that you would do what you want to do, God. Let us be vessels that you can flow through. Let us be receptive to the word. I pray today, let your spirit do the work that it's come to do. And we praise you. Let's give him some praise, church. Let's give him some praise. He's worthy. We praise you, Jesus. And we thank you.
in the name of Jesus.
right now. Lord, we want your presence to fill this place. Lord, we worship you. Our hearts are yours, God. To be overcome. Except for our hearts singing 
Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of both lungs. Go on and praise get up the Lord. And praise the Lord. Come on, come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Say, come on. your song you've got a lion inside of those songs get up and praise the in this place come on continue to worship him continue to cry out to him continue to reach for him in this place Jesus Jesus come on just for another moment you don't have to rush it his presence is here just connect to him get your heart yielded right now That's it, in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my spirit, God. Have your way in my heart, in my life. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. is in this place 
The presence of the Lord is in this place. Sometimes we get so focused on what's the next thing. What's the preacher going to say next? Rather than just getting connected with his spirit now. Getting in touch with his spirit now. God, I, I want to I get in touch with you, God. I came to spend time with you, Jesus. I came to connect with your presence, Jesus. I came to hear a word from you, Jesus. I came to hear your voice, Jesus. Come on, just another moment. I, I, don't, feel to, I don't feel to go another step. Because there's people in this place that are still feeling and experiencing the only saving name, the presence of the Almighty God is in this place. Can we all just lift our hands towards heaven and just begin to talk to him and say, God, I can't make it without you. My God, I feel his presence. I feel the love of the Almighty God that can only come from him. My God, my God, he's in this place. Jesus, I don't want to make it a step without you. God, I don't want to live a day without you. I want you guiding me, leading me, directing me, Jesus. Come on, just for another moment, just connect with his presence. With your eyes closed, your hands raised. You don't have to worry about the person behind you. You don't have to worry about the person next to you. God is an intimate God. Jesus said, I want to be your God and I want you to be my people. I've come to put my spirit inside of you. To guide you, to lead you. Yeah. That's what's in this place right now. That's what's in this place. That's what's in this place. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Can we give God a hand clap of praise and thank Him? Thank Him genuinely for His presence. He's an intimate God. He's a caring God. He's a loving God. know where I'd be if it wasn't for Jesus you might be a first time guest you might have only been here a few weeks and a year from now two years from now you're going to say wow the Lord pulled me out of some stuff and there's others in you, uh, of you that are in here you've been in church a long time don't forget where God pulled you out of don't forget the pit don't forget the heartache and the pain. Don't forget where you would have been if it wasn't for Jesus, if it wasn't for his blood that was shed on the cross. He saved you from some stuff. I know where I'd be. At least I got an idea and it wouldn't be pretty. But the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God 
He pulled me out. He pulled me out. Is anybody excited to be in the house of God? Are you excited to be where the Lord, where he said anything can happen with God? All things are possible. He said with God, all things are possible. You came in with a sick body, he can heal you. You came in depressed, he can free you. You came in with an addiction, those chains can be broken. It doesn't matter where you came from or what you came, what you have been carrying, he can set you free. That's the God I serve. He's the all-powerful, almighty. He said, I got all authority in heaven and in earth. I believe that faith is going to be released this morning. And that if you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, God's going to fill you today. If you've never had an experience, a spiritual experience, if you've never gone down in the waters of baptism, today is your day where you can be free, you can be clean, you can come out feeling like a new creature. Because Paul said, behold, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. He said, Jesus said, he said, I'm the one that comes and makes all things new in the end of the book talks the the apostle john is writing and he said there he is that's jesus who makes all things new if you want a new iphone you got to go to the store and buy it they can't make that thing brand new but jesus takes what's broken he takes he takes what's got all those problems and situations he said now let me take what's broken and i'll make it brand new I feel faith in this place. I feel faith in this place. Clap your hands unto God and give God a shout of praise. Let it come from deep within your being. If you believe, the Bible says, I believe. Therefore, I speak. If you've got faith, lift up your voice and shout unto God. God's going to do a work in my life. God's going to do a work in my friend's life. I'm going to walk out different. Because when you come into an apostolic church, you walk out different than the way you came in. Praise God. Praise God. I'm so excited about what the Lord has today. It's so good to see all my my, my young people that I'm now friends with, I got to meet you all this, this uh, Friday night. You all are amazing. It's so good to see you again. God bless you. You all are amazing. And you're hungry for God. Keep that hunger and keep walking with Jesus. We've got a generation right now that wants to pull God out of everything. And they're paying for it. That's what happens when you pull God out of everything. Chaos ensues. But when God's in the picture, there's peace that passes all understanding. When God gets involved, he starts healing and mending and making things new. But when you pull him out of the picture, don't be surprised if you see the opposite begin to transpire. But I'm looking at a generation where you're going to be used by God. You're going to be able to show others the way and show them, hey, there is still truth. People still are looking and hungry for God and people still want to have a relationship with Him. You all are amazing and I honor you this weekend. I can't wait to see all that God has in store for you. 
and I give honor to your amazing pastor and pastor's wife. They are precious, precious people. I'm going to tell you right now, they love you. They love you. You hear a voice in your head that says, oh, I don't know if they love you. That's not true. They are loving people, beautiful people, and they have a heart for you and for this city. And I cannot wait to see all that the Lord does in this church. I'm going to go ahead and just begin to say some things that I feel in my spirit. You're not going to have just one location. You will not, and I don't mean, you're not going to have just another building. The Lord is going to be planting many life churches all throughout this region. There is a kingdom vision. There's a, God has a desire for people to experience his presence and his love all over this region. And this church is going to be a catalyst in this area to see it happen because they believe the truth. They preach the truth. They live the truth. And that's what people want. They want the authentic thing. They're sick of the counterfeit. Never seen anybody get counterfeit money and start to dance unless they don't know that it's fake. But they go to the store and they find out the hard way. I ain't taking that. That's not real. Nobody get ex- no one gets excited about counterfeits when you can have the authentic. The authentic presence and power of God is in this place. I give honor to your amazing youth pastor, his wife, the Munn family. They are wonderful people as well. Thank you guys for all you do for these youth. Thank you. I know I've only been here a few days, but I see your hard work. I see all the, all the, the blood, sweat, and tears. And with three children, you guys are amazing. What you guys do, the burden that you carry seriously. And thank you for your heart for young people. I tell you, if you're a guest in this place and you've got young people, you can entrust them with these amazing youth pastors. They're going to take care of them. Praise God. Again, I'll just mention this to you, the Concord campus, if you're interested, I'll give you a really quick summary. I, uh, a lot of the ministry that I started out in was on college campuses, and God started giving me a lot of understanding and revelation just about the things we're dealing with on our universities. And I know I'm in America, but your universities here are very similar. And uh, we began to see a great revival. We saw people getting filled with the Spirit on campus. We saw things happening. And I just began to write all those principles down and the things I saw. And the best way I'd put it is that the book is the setting. The setting is a college campus, but the principles are for any ministry. Spiritual warfare, uh, understanding the things of the Spirit, how to see a revival in in a church plan in a city and we saw God do great things on the campus and now he's dealing with us about planting a church at the University of Maryland which is six minutes six miles from Washington DC and so that's what we're doing now we're planting a church where a lot of these stories are about and where it came from and I'm so excited about what the Lord is doing and I ask you please keep us in prayer keep us in prayer because I believe the Lord wants to do a great work right outside of DC and in DC in Jesus name all the proceeds of this book, I don't take a dime. It goes back into the resource and the ministry for training and equipping campus ministers. So if you're interested in that, you can find it in the back. Praise God. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. Thank you again to the amazing O'Donnell family, Munn family, for all your hospitality. I have been greatly blessed. This is my first time in Canada. Yeah. Amen. 
and I love it. Niagara Falls was beautiful. Got a chance to see that. And uh, you guys have a wonderful country, and I'm so glad I got a chance to finally see it. Amen. First John chapter 2, 1 through 2. I want to preach to you a message. My advocate is greater than my adversary. My advocate is greater than my adversary. You'll, you'll start to get it as I begin to preach. Verses chapter 2, 1 John of 1 through 2, it says, My little children, these things I write unto you so that you might not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Let me hear you say advocate. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins. Not only for us, not ours only, but also for the whole world. He said that he's your advocate. And the propitiation for your sins. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Can we all lift our hands? I'm going to begin to pray. And God is going to do something in this place. If you've never been filled with the Spirit, if you've never been delivered from addiction, if you've never seen God do it, God is going to do it today. Father, by the authority of the Word of God and by the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ, I come against every voice and spirit of unbelief. I come against every voice and spirit of doubt. I come against the anxiety and the fear that would try to hinder people from stepping in to what you have for them, God. I command that right Right now, the gift of faith would be an operation, God, that the angelic hosts would activate and operate in this place. And Lord, that you would do a mighty, mighty work in this place, God, that hungry souls and people that are empty would be filled and that people would be forever changed for your glory in the name of Jesus Christ we give you all the glory we give you all the praise we believe God that you are going to do a mighty work if you believe that clap your hands unto God and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph thank you Jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My advocate is greater than my adversary. You can be seated if you want to be. My advocate is greater than my adversary. You need to understand what an advocate is according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures, the word advocate in the Greek means, because the Bible in the, in the New Testament written in Greek it was not written in English it was transliterated it says it was summoned the word advocate means summoned called to one side especially called to one's aid hence one who pleads another cause before a judge a pleader a counselor for defense a legal assistant one who pleads another another's cause with with one, it's an intercessor, someone who stands in the gap for another. 
An advocate is somebody who stands, it's almost basically, it's painting a picture of a lawyer. It's painting a picture of somebody that knows the law that will stand in the gap for you and begin to plead your cause before the judge and to begin to, to stand in the gap for you, intercede for you, plead your cause before the judge of why or why, why not you're in, why you're innocent. I was reading some commentary about this and John was talking about this word advocate and you need to understand from the culture of the time what this is talking about because back then the Romans were ruling and the Jews did not know the law of the Romans extremely well. So this is what one of the commentators say. They said in the forensic sense referring to criminal law to civil law it advocates or the pleaders were not known to the Jews until they came under the dominion of the Romans and they were obliged to transact their law affairs after the Roman manner, being then little, uh, having little understanding of the Roman laws and the forms of the jurists. It was necessary for them in pleading a cause before the Roman magistrates to obtain the assistance of the Roman lawyer or the advocate who was well versed in the Greek and Latin languages. The Jews did not understand the laws of, they did not, they were not well versed or educated in the laws of the Romans. They did not necessarily speak Greek. So they had to get an advocate. They had to get somebody who understood the law to stand in the gap for them and to plead their cause. And so the writer John is beginning to use this, this imagery to try to show you spiritually you need an advocate. You need somebody that is going to stand in the gap for you. Somebody that is going to stand up and say, I am pleading their cause. They are innocent. But here's the problem. You also have an adversary. You have an adversary. The Bible talks about an adversary. And this is what it says about the adversary. It calls him a stranger in John chapter 10. He said, my sheep will know my voice. They will not know the voice of the stranger. Because why? He, say, he goes on to say that the stranger comes for one reason. He's really a thief. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Jesus is telling you to be careful of the thief who comes to try for... He doesn't come for any reason except to steal to kill and to destroy he's got one motive that's why the bible calls him the father of lies he can't speak the truth if he tried he is the father he, he all he does is produce and birth lies he's the father of it he couldn't speak the whole truth if he tried because he's the father of lies you got to understand the adversary that you're facing in this world the adversary you're personally dealing with in your own life which you're dealing with in your city which you're dealing with in your family there is an adversary that has come to steal to kill and to destroy in the book of Revelation, it says that he is the deceiver of the whole world. It also talks about how he is the accuser of the brethren. He comes and he wants to do one thing and one thing only. He wants to convince you that God does not love you. He wants to convince you that God does not care about you. He wants to convince you that you're too far gone, that you've got no hope, that you've made too many mistakes, you've fallen too many times. He tries to convince you and he accuses you you and says you're never going to be anything you're a failure you, 
That is the voice that you are hearing. The accuser. He is the stranger. He is a liar. Oh, Jesus. The Bible says he's a tempter. The Bible says that he's accuser. He's a roaring lion that cometh to seek and to devour. He, the Bible says he walks around in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, like a roaring lion looking to see who he can devour. I heard somebody say this about lions. I thought it was so powerful. They said the thing about lions is that if it's roaring, it's either caged or it's old. <laughs> because a lion that's strong and powerful doesn't need to make a lot of noise. Doesn't need to intimidate you because he can just get its prey when he wants it. But when a lion is weak, when a lion has no power, when a lion cannot really get its prey, it wants to intimidate you. Because he knows his only tactic is to convince you that he's powerful. Not that he actually is powerful. He tries to convince Oh, church, you're not here. I can't. I feel the authority of Jesus all over me right now. I've come to give the devil a bad day. I've come to wreck that voice of accusation. I've come to destroy the voice of the serpent, the voice of the accuser to say, not today, Satan. You can't. Oh, I wish you'd clap your hands unto God. I feel the power of Almighty God in this place. I believe the Lord is going to help you begin to see greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. I've got an advocate. I've got an Almighty God. I've got Jesus on my side. I wish you would dance. I wish you would shout. If you believe you've got help, you've got an aid, you've got Jesus on your side. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Shatabah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I said he's only, he only seems powerful. He only acts powerful. It's in the book of Isaiah where the prophet begins to prophesy and says, there's coming a day where the nations are going to look at the one that deceived them and said, is that the one? Is that the one that deceived the nations? That little puny devil? He's the... Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's coming a day when all things begin to pass away and you begin to see all things clearly. Where you're going to get angry. You're going to get mad because you're going to go, are you kidding me? That's the voice. That, that little puny thing, that was the one that was confusing me. That was the one that was putting anxiety on me. That was the one that was telling me I couldn't live without the substance. That was the one telling me I couldn't live without those drugs. I couldn't live with, that was the one. Are you kidding me? But you don't have to wait to the judgment seat to figure that out. You can figure that out today when the advocate shows up. Because the advocate's got more power. He's got all authority. He's got all dominion. And he'll show you how much more powerful he is than your accuser. Oh, can we lift our hands towards heaven right now? Oh, the thief can't steal anymore from me. 
I'm not listening to the voice of the stranger anymore. I'm not listening to the liar anymore. I'm not being deceived anymore. John is painting a picture of a court. We get a lot of our, our we get our court system and all that. We, we get it from the, we get it from Roman culture, Roman society. We, we, the way a lot of things are rolling roll in our society in, in this culture comes from that Greco-Roman world, even the court system. And when you begin to see this, you, you, you see him painting a picture where you're standing before the judge and there's a plaintiff, an accuser over here saying they lied, they cheated, they're never going to be anything. And that, that accuser, I feel the Holy Ghost. It's just, it's just, it is just going down your laundry list. You, 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 they did this. They did that. They thought that. They went there. They, they hurt that person. They abused that person. They, and, it, and that accuser just continues to go down the list. But what the apostle John is trying to show you is that before you've got an advocate, you've got no hope. All you've got is an accuser. When you don't have Jesus, all you have is the accusations and the things that he, he is speaking, even though it's with the motive that wants to destroy you, that those things have got some truth in it because it's just talking about the things you did. It's talking about your sin. It's talking about your past. <laughs> but Jesus began to tell us in the book of John, watch this. I feel the Holy Ghost. In the book of John, this is what it says. Jesus was speaking to his apostles before he, shortly before he went to heaven, not long before. He said, and I will pray the Father. and He shall give you another, 1 John, excuse me, this is John 14, 16. I will pray the Father. He shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. That word comforter there is not a great translation of the original word. That is the same word advocate used from what I spoke in the beginning. He's not talking about a comforter of, I'll come and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just be there and I'll, I'll rub your back. Now, God does those things. He comforts us in mourning and loss. And I'm not downplaying that, not degrading that. But I am saying that that does not even scratch the surface of what that word is saying. He said, I'm leaving you. I got to go. I got to go. Verse 26 says this in John 14, 26. It says, but the comforter. But the advocate, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Oh, Jesus was preparing the people. He's saying, I'm physically here, but I've got to go so I'll pour out my spirit. So I can pour out my spirit upon all flesh. But my spirit, let me explain to you what it is. It's your advocate. It's not just an aid. It's the one that will stand up against the accuser. It's the one that will stand up for you. It's the one that will stand in the gap for you. It's your intercessor. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. He says there's an advocate. There's an advocate that's coming. And I'm going to tell you what that advocate is. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God. That is the advocate. But John goes deeper. In First John, he goes, the advocate 
You've got an advocate in Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you what else you got in Jesus Christ. The propitiation for your sins. That talks about the substitute for your sins. That means the one who took on the the penalty, the one who was appeased, the one who stood in the gap and actually took the penalty on. Do you see the picture that the apostle is painting? He's not talking about three separate persons. He's talking about God activated and operative in all these different roles, all fulfilling his plan, and it's all in himself. He goes, he goes, you're standing before the judge. You got the accuser over here. You did this. You did that. In March of 2020, you did this. In April of whatever, you did this. I've, I've got it written. I've got it written. All the sin. All the stuff you did. I got it all written down. I've got it written here. But Jesus said, yeah, that, that sin is laid against your charge. Right now it is. But there's an advocate who's coming. And when you get filled when you get filled with the advocate, when you get filled with the spirit, now you went where you standing in court against the accuser, you were standing up against the plaintiff who had all this stuff against you. But then you get the Holy Ghost. Now you got somebody who stepped up to your aid and said, oh, hold up. I was, I was there. I filled them. I am the spirit and I filled them and I began to make them new. It says in Romans chapter 5, therefore, verse 1, Romans 5, 1, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this, through whom also we obtained access by faith into this grace which in we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You've got to understand this. The apostle John was telling us in that second chapter of 1 John that you have not only an advocate, you have the propitiation. You've got the son of God. Jesus Christ died for your sins. He paid the price that you would have had to pay if he didn't step up and shed his blood. If he didn't stand in the gap and say, I became a curse for you. I took on the curse. I became the curse. So you didn't have to receive the curse. So what he's showing is that Jesus Christ is now standing in the gap and saying, they were guilty, but put it on me. Put it on me. Oh, my God. Watch this. Colossians chapter 2. It says this in Colossians chapter 2. In him, verse 11 through 14, in him you are also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. How does that happen? How are you circumcised in your spirit? How does that happen? He says, for you are buried with him in baptism in which you are also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him up from the dead and you being dead 
in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh has made you alive together with him having forgiven you all of your trespasses but it gets even better than that he doesn't just forgive the bible says in verse 14 plotting out plotting out the handwritten ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us he took it out of the way and he nailed it to the cross what he's saying is that when Jesus went to the cross and you had all that sin all that written against you because of your past and what you did when Jesus went to the cross he took that eraser and he said I know that that's what they did I know that that's who they were but I've come to set them free and if they'll be born again of water and spirit by being filled with my spirit and being baptized in my name I will blot out their trust passes in sin because the cross has made the born again experience possible the cross what he did on the cross gives you access where you can now be justified by faith how am I justified by faith when I make the decision to obey the gospel what is the gospel the gospel is the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ how do I obey the gospel of the death the burial and the resurrection I've got to do naturally what Jesus did I got to do spiritually what Jesus did naturally. Jesus naturally died. He was naturally buried. And Jesus was naturally resurrected so that I could spiritually repent and die. And I could spiritually be buried by the waters of baptism. And I could spiritually be resurrected by the Holy Ghost. You've got to understand that Jesus has come to set you free. You are not who they said you were. You are not who they always talk about. You are blood washed when you're born again. He's painting a picture where you have no hope without Jesus. He's painting a picture where that accuser, he, he's just reading things off, and he even knows the law himself. The plaintiff knows the law. He showed up to Jesus in the wilderness and said, oh, he started hitting them with scriptures. Turn these stones into bread. Oh, the scripture says if you jump off this mountain, your angels will catch you. He was trying to tempt Jesus with suicide by perverting the scriptures. He knows the word of God. And he tries to twist it and use it against you. But that's why we've got to have a savior. You cannot save yourself. You've got to have a savior that comes. Who's your advocate. And your propitiation. Your substitute for your sins. I want you just to lift your. I'm almost done. I'm not there yet. But just lift your hands. I want this revelation to get into your heart right now. I want this revelation to get into your heart. You don't have power over the accuser by yourself. But Jesus said that I've come and I've spoiled all principalities and all powers and all dominions. Jesus came and he took back all that was lost in the garden. He has all dominion and all power and all authority. And he said, except a man be born again of water and spirit, they can't enter into the kingdom of God. You've got no power over the accuser. You've got no power over the deceiver if you have not entered the kingdom. And you enter the kingdom through John chapter 3 verse 5. Except a man, mankind, be born again 
of water and spirit, they cannot enter in. But when you enter into the kingdom, you get an advocate. When you enter the kingdom, you get a substitute that stood in the gap for you and laid it all down for you. My God, my God. We have a hard time believing because we have a memory. We remember what we did. We remember what we said. We remember where we went. I was praying one day, I said, Lord, why do you let me remember all these things? Because you know what the Bible says? He forgetteth our sins and he remembers them no more. Did you know it says that? The scripture says that he covereth your sins. He casts your sins as far as the east is from the west. Did you know that he said that he takes your sin and he buries it in the depths of the ocean? Did you know that? When you're born again, he forgets it, but I don't. God, what's up with that? He spoke to me. He said, you got to remember where I brought you from. And you got to remember, because I want you to see the testimony of where you came from. I want you to see the testimony of my glory, because he gets glory when you remember what you were. That's why Paul said to the Corinthians, he had to remind them. They got too caught up remembering who they were. He said, such were some of you, such were you were fornicators and idolaters and all these things he said but you've been washed you've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus when you get cleansed and you get washed you have a complete new identity you are not who you used to be I know the world says once an alcoholic always and that once once this once that always no that is not biblical and that is not the word and will of God the will of God is that he makes all things new and he come when you come into the waters of baptism and you get filled with the Holy Ghost which is your advocate that intercedes on your behalf and you have faith in the blood of Jesus. I've got faith that when I go in this water, I'm made new. I've got faith that when I am resurrected by the Holy Ghost and I'm now empowered. Oh, let me help you. Let me help you with something real quick. You want to know why you're born again? You want to know? I'm going to tell you why you're born again. There's multiple reasons, but this one's going to help you, okay? He said you need to be born again of water and spirit. That means baptism and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Why does he say that? Because when you're wanting to come into the kingdom, he's got to deal with your past. He does that through baptism. He deals with the things which are behind. He begins to wash everything, blot out everything. That's why Peter said, repent and be baptized for the remission. That word remission is not a word we use too much in the English language. It means for the forgiveness of your sins. Be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. So why is he telling us this? Because he wants you to wash what's behind. He's going to deal with your past through baptism, but then he's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost to deal with your present and your future. 
empowerment because he makes you new through baptism but he doesn't leave you empty oh i feel the holy he doesn't leave you empty he he you get baptized to be made new but now you're empty and you're clean but he's got to fill you up where there's rivers of living water flowing out of your being which is supernatural empowerment for it is god who worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure philippians chapter 2 verse 13 why it is god when he gets a hold of me he begins to empower me where I don't think the way I used to think I don't talk the way I used to talk I don't do what I used to do why because the spirit of God I have yielded where he's gotten a hold of me and now I've become a son of God who is led of the spirit that word led of the spirit means governed by the spirit that means he is leading me he's guiding me he's empowering me where I literally do not have the same desires I used to have because the spirit is now inside of me I'm not addicted like I used to be I'm not longing like I used to be I'm not desiring like I used to be for it is God who worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure so when you enter into the kingdom you enter through the kingdom through the born again experience of water and spirit and when you get filled with the holy ghost that is your advocate that from that day forward as long as you keep walking with jesus he will intercede on your behalf he will stand up against that accuser on your behalf as long as you're letting the blood of jesus flow you're repenting on a regular say god forgive me i did it again oh man lord forgive me but change my desires help me he begins to empower you You won't be perfect when you come out of the waters of baptism because you're still human but you will now have the tools you will have the resources to be a different person he said you were justified by faith now you've got access let me help you real quick the word justified in the greek it means just as if you never did it oh my god it oh when you the 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 word justified is a root word of righteous you those two are go hand in hand we think that when jesus forgives us we're still the identity of what we were I still got to I still got to be punished. I know he loves me and I know he forgave me or pardoned me. But I'm still this still an alcoholic. I'm still drug this substance that. I'm still angry. I'm still mean. I'm still bad this, bad that, bad parent, bad No, you're not. That's a lie. You're listening to the accuser and not to the advocate. The voice that you listen to is the voice you will obey. And if you keep listening to the voice of the stranger, he will lead you a strange way. But when you listen to the voice of the shepherd, who's also the propitiation, the substitute, and also your advocate, he'll lead you by the still waters. He'll lead you by the green pastures. Even when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, you won't have to fear evil because he's there with his rod and his staff and he'll comfort you. What voice have you been listening to up till today? What, What voice, has it been the deceiver, the thief, the accuser, the tempter? Is that the voice? Because if that's the voice, you're going to continually be battered. But it's if it's the voice of Jesus that advocate 
He said, you are justified. When you get born again by water and spirit, you're not just forgiven. Hey, you know, I know you did all that stuff. I'll let it go. It's cool. It's way deeper than that. You were made righteous. Do you know what the word righteous means? Innocent. Justified. I feel the presence of God in here right now, loosing the spirit of revelation because some of you, you, you are just, you're, it's like light bulbs are going off up across this place. You're going, it's that powerful? Yeah. Righteous. I am made innocent. I have a blank slate. He has blotted it out, erased all that stuff. I am not just made righteous. I'm justified. I'm innocent. Justified means it's just as if I never did it. And that is what the advocate has come to give you today. You don't have to keep facing the accuser. You're going to always face him and deal with him, but you don't have to keep listening to him. You're going to have an intercessor on your behalf. You want to know why God chose? Let me help you real quick. You want to know why God chose the Holy Ghost? He's showing you a picture as well. When you see the Holy Ghost and you speak with tongues, do you know what's happening? The Bible says that the Spirit prays through you when you're speaking in tongues. Do you know what that means? That's that advocate interceding on your behalf. Every time you get into a flow of prayer and you're speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, that is that advocate at work for you. He's interceding. He's standing in the gap for you. He is, he is speaking up for you. You've been justified by faith when you go into those waters. And if you have faith and you believe this is God's going to do it. God's going to make me new. He will do that for you right now. Keyboard player, whoever you can come. I'm going to begin to land this plane. Because the spirit of revelation is here right now. Psalms 32 verse 1 says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. God is going to, you're going to be, even after you're born again, you still have a memory of who you were, but you have to have faith in the fact that God doesn't look at you that way. When God looks at you, he sees a pure child of God that has been washed clean. You've got to have faith in your propitiation, faith in the blood, faith in obeying the gospel that I have been washed and justified because I obeyed the truth. Yesterday or Friday, I was here and we were seeing a lot of people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The advocate had come and was filling people. We had about 14 people filled with the Holy Ghost, the advocate. And that same power is in this building right now. That if you want that advocate, it will be poured out upon you and you won't have to fight alone. I was talking to a young man about 36 years old we had been in the altar praying all we were here for almost two we were here for two hours praying it was awesome spirit was breaking out 
I got to talking to this one man who was 36 years old, grew up in church. And he said, I can't get the Holy Ghost. I said, what do you mean you can't? The Bible promises that it's available for everybody. The Bible promises that you can have the advocate. He said, I know, I just, I don't know what it is for 36 years. I haven't been able to get it. I said, do you believe that you can receive it? And he looked at me and went, he couldn't say yes. I said, hear me. You can receive the Holy Ghost. The problem is you don't have faith because you think you're too damaged. You think that you've made too many mistakes. You know you walked away from God. You don't feel good enough. You don't think you're worthy to receive the advocate. And he kind of looked at me. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, it, it hasn't happened. I said, the moment that you repent, the moment you ask God to forgive you, the moment that that thing begins to operate and you've already been born again, you've already been baptized, you just haven't received the Spirit. You've been washed. But now God wants to empower you. But the enemy, the accuser, is fighting you so hard. He's accusing you so much over your past because he knows the moment that you've got the advocate on your side, he knows that he is toast. He knows that he will never be able to ever stop you. So he wants to try to convince you that God does not love you, that you've made too many mistakes, and that you will never be what God has called you to be. You're listening to the voice of the adversary too much. But I began to tell him, your advocate is greater than your adversary. And your advocate, I feel it right now in this place. He was standing right here on Friday night. I said, lift your hands. Your advocate is greater than your adversary. Lift your hands. He began to lift his hands. And he began to pray. And that spirit of God just began to descend upon him. And all of a sudden, he began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave the utterance the advocate was flowing through him on his behalf interceding for him that's why the bible says in romans 8 28 it's the spirit that makes intercession for us he does it through us because we don't always know what to pray for as we ought but the spirit your advocate knows exactly what you need why go another day? I feel Jesus in this place. Why go another hour? Why go another moment without my advocate? Why go another day without the intercessor, without the aid, without my lawyer that stands up to the accuser and tells him, no, I have filled him. No, he's received the blood. No, on, on February 25th or whatever 26th they went down in the water and they were washed new I got evidence right here I've got evidence that they pray in another tongue I've got evidence that they walk with God I've got evidence they receive the blood now you've got an aid that can resist 
the devil and he will flee. You've got an aid. You've got power because you're not trying to do it by your own strength, in your own intellect, in your own humanity. No, you're doing it with the presence and the spirit of the almighty God. That young man that day on Friday night, the advocate could say February 24th, devil back off deceiver back off thief back off I've got evidence I've got evidence I've got evidence I've got evidence because I filled him with myself my spirit he received the Holy Ghost for the first time seeking for 36 years he received the Holy Ghost and then all of a sudden as I'm praying for him the advocate started leading me to start praying healing over his heart that his heart would be made whole God heal this heart make him whole all of a sudden he fell to the ground and we began to pray and I'll tell you right now there was an angel that stepped into this place while we were praying you felt the whole atmosphere shift you could feel restoration the advocate said I'm not only going to stand in the gap for you I'm going to restore the Bible says in Joel chapter 2 it says that he will restore the years that the caterpillar and the palmer worm and the locust that they all tried to destroy and the canker worm all the years that you've got nailed against you in a moment I don't care if you were 12 when you did it I don't care if you're 14 when you did it I don't care 50 years ago you were making those decisions God has said that he will restore to you all those years and bring restoration Can we all stand across this place right now? These altars are open. I want you, I feel God so strong right now. I want you to get out of your seat and come to this altar if you are ready for the advocate to do something in your life because it takes faith. It takes faith. I'm not just preaching to youth. I'm preaching to every person that is here under the sound of my voice that if you are ready for that, I want you to lift your hands towards heaven. I want you to take a step of faith and say, I am sick and tired of looking in the mirror and hearing the voice of the adversary, hearing the voice of the accuser telling me, that I'm a failure telling me that I've blown it telling me that God doesn't love me I rebuke those lies and I pray that right now under the unction of the Holy Ghost that the Spirit of God that the advocate would come down and begin to silence your adversary I'm telling you right now, the waters are already here. The waters are troubled. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus and be justified by faith. You can be filled with the advocate right now. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking other tongues because that's the advocate standing up for you. That's the advocate interceding on your behalf. If you need God's spirit, if you need the advocate, I want you to come to this front. Lift your hands and we'll pray and God will do it for you come on church I want you to pray you might be a part of this church go ahead and pray for somebody get your hands on somebody and help them to see they can be delivered from alcohol they can be delivered from nicotine they can be delivered from cigarettes they can be delivered from all addictions when the advocates in the room I said when the advocates in the room when the advocates in the room my adversary has to flee
place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is the advocate stepping up. The advocate is filling people. If you need the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to lift your hands and come to this altar. God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I Sets free, the sun sets free. Who oh, is free indeed? I'm a child of God. 
time but you know what God's working here there's going to be a baptism happening in a short time if you need to go thank you for being here but God's working we're not going to shut the service down we hope to see you tonight but if you want to come and pray for some of these young people feel free I believe God's going to continue to work here for a bit so God is moving
baptized Danielle here. She's been coming to our church for a little while now, and she's actually told me that she has actually had visions of herself being baptized. And today's the day that she's going to see that vision fulfilled in her life. And uh, God's done a great work. He's doing a great work. He's going to continue to do a great work in her life. And so we're going to pray over her first of all. If you would just stretch your hand toward her right now, and let's pray God's blessings and God's mercies upon her in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for Danielle. God, we thank you for the life that she's lived and that she's going to give it totally to you. That, God, she's going to, God, live the rest of her days for your kingdom, and she's going to be used of you in a mighty way, God. I thank you for this step that she's taken right now, God, that she's going to be buried with you in baptism. And God, your word lets us know that when she goes down and comes up, the Bible says she's going to come up a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. And we thank you for the new Danielle that we're going to get to know and we're going to love. I pray right now that, God, you're going to fill her with the Holy Ghost. 
God, she desires that gift. She desires your spirit. And God, that you're going to do that in her life. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, God. The work has already begun. And we thank you for that, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So go ahead and just sit. Kind of hold that between your knees. That's right. Hold, hold, hold your nose. Hold your nose. Danielle Haro, on the profession of your faith and in accordance with the word of God, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of every sin. Hallelujah. That's right. Stand right up and worship God. Hallelujah. 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 That's right. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The sins are washed away. Forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God, we give you great praise. We give you great praise. That's right, Danielle. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for forgiveness of sins. We thank you, God, for washing us. We thank you for cleansing us. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, la, 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 la. That's right. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Jesus. We thank you for it, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, every sin is gone. Brand new life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you've not yet been baptized and you desire a baptism today, there's water here. What hinders you today? See myself, see Pastor Jonathan, one of us, and we'll make sure that you get baptized today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram and on Facebook. Just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.